You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us. I want to pick up on something that we were doing and talking about in our podcast yesterday from Philippians 2 about holding fast and and holding forth and, and shining as lights in this world. And, and we had connected it from Matthew 24 and how Jesus there, there's a bit of a warning about uh, in the last day, there will be those whose love grows cold. And how do we guard ourselves against our love growing cold? And, and maybe in something that um, maybe we're, we're realizing a little bit more in the current situation that we're in and we're, and we're seeing what's happening in our culture. And, and I'm, I'm looking and seeing certain signs of that. But I also wonder if there's been quite the erosion going on and some of the crises that we're in right now, the, the financial crisis, the pandemic, and the um, racial inequality crises that we're facing are, are just actually serving to shine even more a light on what's happening. And so we brought in that into that Philippians 2 where Paul talks there about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And... And we talked about how we are called there, um, how we to hold fast to the word of life or holding forth and uh, shining as lights in the world. But I, I was thinking about this yesterday afterwards, and then I had a discussion with our leadership team last night and asking them, how do they perceive and understand working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Um, and where it also said, says that God... Uh, is working in us both to will and to work for his good pleasure and so and and maybe that connects to Ephesians 2 and how you know God has prepared good works beforehand for us that we should walk in them but how do we understand working out our salvation our standing in Christ with fear and trembling and so I, I wanted to unpack that a little bit more and I was looking a little bit more at Philippians 2 and I felt like I, I actually uh, left that off yesterday. Maybe I, 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 I left some out that I needed to talk about a little bit more and unpack. Uh, so I want to do that today. And then I want to connect something from Second John that I was reading this morning that I really felt the Holy Spirit connected for me that I think really brings some context and understanding to this. In, in Philippians 2, Paul is begins by talking about, um, you know, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love. And he's assuming that the the people that there is, that there is encouragement in Christ, that there is comfort from his love, that there's this participation in the spirit. And he says, he goes on and, you know, he's talking about not doing anything from selfish ambition, um, looking to the interests of others more than our own, um, and, and having, and, and in humility, counting others as more significant than ourselves. And he says that in order to live this way and to walk this out, you need to look at Christ. You need to look at how he walked, even though he was in the form of Christ, he in the form of God. So he didn't count equality with God as something to be grasped, but he humbled himself. He took the form of a servant and, and he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And, and so then Paul says, because of that, therefore, so in light of that, God has exalted him. He's bestowed on him the name above every name so that at the name of Jesus it says in verse 10 
At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I want to just, I want to camp on that because that's an incredible verse of the reality of what has transpired in the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus, who he is. This is who he is right now. And this is, this is where we're going. This is where the world is going. This is where the earth is going. No matter what's happening, where we're going is a reality, an eternity where at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow in heaven and on earth. So in all of, all of the universe, everything is bowing and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, his father. Now, then Paul says, that's, that's what he says in verse 10 and 11. Then he says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, Paul wasn't with them. He says, work out your own salvation in fear, with fear and trembling. So I, when I read that, I go, I, what I take from that is Paul's talking about working out our salvation, w- becoming more and more into a knowledge and an understanding and living from it that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is above all things. There is no name higher than his, that the Lordship of Jesus and him over all things in our lives is something that we are are working out and it is something that's ongoing in our lives. So we're working out that aspect. It's not that we are doubting our salvation or we're having to confirm our salvation as in, I mean, None of the New Testament teaches that. We can have assurance that when we're in Christ, we have salvation. But there is this aspect of we're working it out to the point of coming to a greater and greater revelation and submission in our lives, again, of how we look at others, how we treat others. Again, the the beginning of Philippians 2, walking in with humility and uh, without selfish ambition and 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 walking in a way that is so countercultural to uh, in in our world, but also even is just completely opposed to how our flesh would want to work and and walk. And we're doing that because of what Jesus has done and who He is now. And so it's it's this progressive. Um, we do that because we're following Jesus uh, and we're looking to His example and. Because of what, how Jesus walked and lived, God has highly exalted him. And therefore, there is this working out in our life of salvation and how we're living and how it relates to um, how, I, how I react, how I behave, what's going on in my heart, what's going on in my emotions, the things that I'm walking out of, the things that I'm having to deal with, all of that stuff. And, and, that, and that's just, I mean, I'm... I'm saying that in, in all of 10 seconds and there's so much there that we have to work out, but there is a working out of this salvation that Jesus is Lord and that he is increasingly, we're, he, it's, we're called to make him that in our lives and growing in that. And so I want to read something from Second John that for me uh, in these days, it went, again, in going back to how do we guard ourselves against our love not growing cold? 
And uh, when we looked at yesterday in, in Revelation 2, where Jesus, what he says to the church in Ephesus about, you know, the love that you once have had and um, you, need, you need to repent and you need to go back to that. Um, one, one of the things I heard recently, and, and I think that it's, it's so true that during this crisis that we're in, whatever was um, sort of your dominant way of behaving before, However, you whether whether it was you dealt with anger, um, you were you were a peaceful person, um, what whatever aspect of how the bulk of how your character, uh, whether you know you were given to fear, whatever it is, how how your character seemed to respond to things, that has only been amplified in this time through what we're walking through, and we have to be honest about that with ourselves. And if we're going to follow Jesus, coming to a realization of that and walking in repentance and going, I recognize this in myself, God, and I, I need to repent because this is not good. Or you know, recognizing the things in us, the deficiencies in us that have been amplified through what we're walking through. And so in holding to Christ, in wanting to grow in our love and not wanting our love to grow cold in him, in these times, amidst really challenging things and things that can make us feel really, really despondent and discouraged and the unknown and things that can leave us feeling very heavy. I want to read this in 2 John. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose heart what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Now, John is writing this. That's um, verse 8 of 2 John. He's writing this to a church fellowship and he's talking beforehand about watching out for those who would lead you into deception. That's really relevant for us right now. Watch yourselves, he says. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. You know what I love about that is there's such clarity to that. We need to hold to the teaching of Jesus. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son, he goes on to say. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Now, the context for that is John's talking with those who would seek to come into the church and teach something that would come against or would lead people away from the teachings of Christ. And the way that we understand that the teaching of Christ is not just the four gospels where we find Jesus teaching, but it's the totality of scripture. Jesus is the word. The rest of the New Testament is written by Paul, uh, who says that he received his gospel, a revelation from Jesus himself. He received the gospel from Jesus and the rest of the disciples and the followers of Jesus who wrote the New Testament, who were firsthand witnesses to Jesus and walked with him. So, this, it's holding to the totality of Scripture as the Word of God. It is, that is the teaching of Christ, all of the Word. And I find it interesting, well, not interesting, actually. I find it probably, we should almost expect this from John. But he says, he uses that again, he uses the term there, whoever abides in the teaching. He says, whoever does not abide in the teaching does not have God. 
But whoever abides has both the Father and the Son. And, you know, John, that that picture of abiding that he uses in John 15, again, of remaining, holding fast, being in Christ, that he is the vine, we are the branches, and we are to be rooted and connected into him, that our sufficiency, our life, our nourishment, everything that we have, everything that gives us life comes from Christ. And he says, that's where we, we are called to abide in his teaching. So we abide in Christ by abiding in his teaching. As Jesus said, whoever loves me keeps my commandments. And so for me, that's so encouraging in these days. As, as I read that this morning, I thought, because I'm, you know, just processing and walking through things and, and looking at just the secular humanism and hedonism that's going on all around us. And even in the church and going, how do we make sense of this? And how do we hold fast to Christ? And I, and I need, I need to know. And I, and, and so again, working out our salvation with fear and trembling and, and, and coming to realize Jesus is Lord. He's above all things. And one day we'll see that in his fullness, but he is Lord right now over all things. And I'm going to walk in that and believe that and receive that by faith. And I want to abide in him by abiding in his teaching because I have the father and then I have the son. And the danger is that, that if, if we're led astray from the teaching, again, by, by craftiness in deceitful schemes, by human cunning, by various winds of doctrine, and, and we lose Christ and we lose the, the, the sufficiency of his teaching, we're in a very dangerous place and we need to guard ourselves against that. But the encouragement, this is so, that's where this is so encouraging because when we abide with Christ, no matter what is going on around us and what's happening in the world and what's happening in society and, and, and the uncertainty that's happening and, and potentially even the things that are going to be, that the church is going to have to walk through in the coming days. And we don't know what all that is, but whoever abides in the teaching has both the father and the son. You know, we're not going to lose what we worked for but we're going to win a full reward. That's the promise in Christ. And so, Father, I want to receive that today. For today, I want to receive your word as truth and as just bedrock foundational for our lives and for directing us and receiving and being full of your truth. Jesus, in, in a world that just seems like it's lost in madness and chaos and violence and hate and wickedness and depravity and and confusion we we want to hold fast to you we want to hold fast to you jesus we're abiding in you we're trusting you and we're asking you to magnify your name and to glorify your father in these days and to use us and we want to remain tethered to you abiding in you in in your sufficiency in these days and we're doing that knowing that you are full of truth. I'm going to pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. It was such a blessing to be together, and I, I trust that this has been an encouragement to you. Keep going on in the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, friends, as we follow the way of Jesus. We'll see you again. Amen.